Hello everyone and welcome back to Again Again, the podcast where we ask guests if when you die you can see any event throughout history and see how it objectively happened, what event would you see first and why? I'm your host, Bell. With me always is your other host, Amanda, and our producer, Tyler. Hi. Today we have a very special guest, but before we get to our guest, we have an update. Update. To our, um, not the last episode, but the, our solo episode. So in that episode, we talked about Tyler and his grandpa, um, and Tyler actually has an update for us, which is very exciting, so we're excited to get into that. Yeah, so I've always heard podcasts and heard like updates on podcasts, so I was like, ooh, I get to be part of this, which is kind of cool. So uh, I didn't realize that my mom listened to this episode when it went out, and I was talking to her, and she's like, hey, I listened to the thing you put up, and you talked about my grandpa, or my dad, and I was like, yeah, it was, it was the first thing I thought of. She was like, you said something about like a boat? And I was like, yeah, I, I distinctly remember you telling me that. She's like, I don't remember that at all. And I was like, okay, well, that's what I remember. So I don't know if there was a boat involved. Um, she also said that, um, I guess she remembers my grandpa saying that, oh, it's just a bunch of drunks that are here. I'm going to take them down to the bar or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it, there's maybe a little bit less mystery in that regard. Um, but the big update that I, I didn't know until two weeks ago was uh, my mom said that when my grandmother was dying and before she passed, she was talking to my aunt and she told her that they had actually caught the guy that had what? murdered her dad. Oh my gosh. But they caught him on something else. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like the Al Capone thing where mm-hmm. he, he didn't get caught for all his mob stuff. He got caught for like tax evasion. Right. Mm-hmm. My grandma didn't give a name, so like I can't look that up. Um, but apparently, the guy who caught died in prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I guess he was caught. Yeah. Which um, that was the quickest murder mystery we've ever solved. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, but yeah, so that was cool to hear that. I guess he didn't get away with it, even though he didn't technically go to jail for that. But yeah. he went to jail for something else. But he ratted in prison. So how does that make you feel? That. Um he did get what I guess your family would have wanted him to get, but for something else. Almost vindicated. Yeah. Like almost a little like, yeah, it worked. Yeah. Even though like it didn't like because because my something else. well because my whole thing is like okay so he got caught but for something else but then somehow throughout that it was determined he did do it so right. it's like how do you not how does that not become one of the main charges right. of him going to jail but. Um, yeah, I guess he he was uh, justice was served. Do you feel at peace, or do you feel like I still want more info? I mean, I'd want to know who it is so I could like look up like who it is, but right. I don't know that I'll ever. I don't know that I'll ever know that. But yeah. I mean, the fact that for for my mom and my uncle and my aunt that whoever did it was in prison, I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. When we saw you the other day, and you're like. We have an update. I was like, what? How? <laughs> Did the Cleveland Police Department call you? Like, what happened? So that was uh, that was update for that event. Maybe we'll have other updates down the road. Sure hope um, so. Maybe uh, in a couple weeks, Amanda will hear from whoever threw the hot dog and be like, hey, it was me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? It was your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That means <laughs> She just pulled over that day in front of the school. And She's chucked. like, I need to put my kid in her place. Whack. <laughs> Got it. They've been trying for days. Hot dogs have been <laughs> conversating you for days. <laughs> oh, 
So that was our update to the the, the mystery, Tyler's uh, grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to share that with everybody. Um, and now we would like to introduce our guest. Our guest today is a very special guest. She is a graphic designer, a renowned Disney pin trader. She is also Amanda's sister, my sister-in-law, and Tyler's fiance. Everyone, please welcome to the podcast, Jennifer Coates. Woo! Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hey, Jen. What's up? Hey, sis. (laughs) How's it going? Good. I'm good. It's uh, a nice three-day weekend for 4th of July, so I'm enjoying my day off. (laughs) Us too. Celebrating the 4th yesterday that we were at a friend's house. I heard more firecrackers than I've ever heard in my life in the span of like three hours. Yeah. There's so much, so much many firecrackers. Were there a lot? By you guys? Well, so um, lucky for us, uh, Tyler, he works with UCI. So we actually live on um, within the housing for like UCI students. So for us, we didn't hear any fireworks because, you know, we live in a like student community. So most students were kicked out of school. (laughs) (laughs) No, they probably were. Most of them were um, probably gone for the three day weekend and not that firecrackers would be allowed on campus anyways. We heard so many and we saw none of them. Yes. (laughs) I will say on our way home yesterday, I think we did hear a couple and I know some of my friends who were going to do some 4th of July stuff and were setting off fireworks at their um, families' homes, but yeah, I didn't hear anything. But it's glad I'm glad that we didn't hear anything because uh, we have a cat, so and he's very skittish. So yeah. I feel like if he had heard something, he'd be scared half to death. Yeah. Well, Jen, you know how this works. Let's get into it. If when you die, you could see any event as it happened, what would you pick from your personal life? So this one, I had to think about a lot because there was a couple different ones that I was going back and forth on um but if anybody anybody that knows me knows that I'm like a huge Disney fan um I Disney pin trade with like a huge pin trading community here in Southern California I we live close to the Disneyland park I want to say we live like 20 minutes away so um Disney's been ingrained in my childhood for Basically, since my whole life. Yes. Um, Tyler even got you a Disney engagement ring. So yes. The love is real. Yes. We got engaged at in front of the Disneyland Castle yeah, back in yeah. December of 2019. So, thanks, um, COVID. Yeah, thanks, COVID. We were supposed to get married in um, February 2020, but, you know, COVID had other ideas. So, we postponed it, and we're getting married next February 2021 too so but anyways um so for my personal experience that I wanted to go back is um basically I wanted to go back to see what it was like experiencing Disneyland as a kid Mm -hmm. so um you know for me one thing that kind of sucks is that I feel like I don't really remember a lot of things that happened in my childhood or at least things that were very um I don't know quote-unquote important that's a joke that we have in our family being like you don't remember that and I'm like no I don't and I feel really bad um but for me you know I have we have pictures um that show like when we went to Disneyland and I know um there was one time in particular that we have pictures of me and Amanda um, we were in, like in matching outfits that I'm pretty sure my mom or like grandma sewed. Yeah, we were in matching what, outfits. They're really cute. What are the outfits? 
it was like like shorts and a t-shirt but they were like like Disney colors but like kind of that 80s graphic where mm-hmm. it's like there's a dot here there's a triangle so it was no okay so I actually have these pictures in my apartment so I know so exactly so you know what exactly like. am I far off <laughs> um not I wouldn't say no but it, a little bit different so we had they were black and white striped like I want to say probably like spandex shorts or yeah, something yeah they were like bike shorts um and then we had they actually had buttons so it was almost like a jersey kind of style but it wasn't made out of jersey material i'm assuming it was made out of like cotton and it was like hot pink pink. (laughs) it was like or like it was like light or hot pink and then they had those little like swivel uh like trim that were on the the shoulders Uh like on the cuff sleeves that must be where i'm getting the 80s yeah and then there was like a mini mouse Probably it was like an iron on on like the yeah. side with like a pocket yeah, or something. So it was super like 80s, 90s kind of thing. And then I'm pretty sure we had like our hair in like a top, like a top like ponytail, a, like directly. Ponytail. Yeah, directly in the center the of our kind, head. You know, the kind where you turn your head and it's like flopping all around while yeah. people in the Yeah, and we had those little hair ties that had the little two like the balls, balls that yeah. like were plastic. So they would hit together and make like a noise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was super iconic. Honestly, you know? I like would a, wear that outfit today. You're like a walk in 7 Eleven door. yes exactly yeah so i remember we wore those and i know because one of the pictures that we have that for the longest time was in our parents uh house was we got a picture in front of cinderella or like with cinderella um and she had both of us on like either side and it was one of those where she actually bought it from like the photo pass i think i've seen mm-hmm. i know this picture yeah. people yeah. so i know like that one was like an official photo that we have and then obviously there's like a bunch of other photos that we have i'm pretty sure grandma was with us yeah I, grandma on that Wells trip was there and i don't know if this was because my mom's talked about it before but um, when we were growing up there was a period of time where we went our mom was sick and she had Crohn's disease. So she was in the hospital under different procedures. She she almost died. Yeah. It was really, it was really scary. But at the same time, like me as a kid, I didn't really know what was going on. So I didn't know the, like the gravity, the gravity of it. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if it was like grandma and grandpa took us to that trip. No, I think mom and dad were there, but I, I, we I definitely do have a lot of memories from that time when mom was sick because it was like different relatives coming and like entertaining us <laughs> like keeping us preoccupied so it was kind of like like for us it was like I remember um during that time it at an elementary school you know if you wanted to buy lunch you could either pay with money or you could do a lunch ticket where you could yeah. buy like a book of tickets mm. I remember that and yeah I always thought it would be so cool to have lunch tickets but my mom was like, no, I like I want to make my kids lunch. Like that was a thing for her. And she was sick. She was like, I can't do it. I'm just going to buy you guys a, a packet of lunch tickets. And oh I talked gosh. about it. I've talked about it with her since. And she's like, I felt so guilty that I couldn't even make you guys a PB&J. And I was like, mom, you don't understand. That was the most excited I ever was <laughs> in the fourth grade. I was going to say, I was like, I remember there was a period of time where we were, I had like mm-hmm. lunch with the yeah. lunch tickets. And I'm like, that it was that period of time. Oh Cause mom was just like, I just can't, it, it's, it was, she it was too much. Yeah. And, I like, but she, I just thought it was not funny, but like, she was like, I feel so guilty that you, I had to do that. And I was like, mom, you don't understand. I got to eat pizza for lunch for a month. 
It was amazing. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was going to say, I like remember mom making lunch for us. But then I remember there was a short period of time where like I had a booklet of tickets. Yeah, and the little I would pink get, tickets. Yeah, and I would get like lunch and being like so excited mm-hmm. about it and being like, why, why haven't I always done this? You know, <laughs> or like it was just so like easy. But like yeah. I didn't really now thinking back, like I didn't connect the two and two together. Mm-hmm. So yeah that's that's crazy and you know yeah i think now we're like no mom it was really it was cool great. we loved it so uh back disneyland so mm-hmm. what um what would you go back to that day you took that photo or um well so after looking through old like photos of me and sis when we were kids at disney it looks like there were like a couple instances where we went to Disney. It wasn't just that one trip, but that was one that I think sticks out because that particular photo of like Cinderella is one that like sticks in my head because she had it hung up. I think it was the first family trip like where we were all there and we weren't like babies. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Which I never understand. If a child is young enough to be in a stroller, why are you taking them to Disneyland? They're not going to enjoy it. And you got to push them around everywhere. Well, I don't get it. Because people say that's what you should do. <laughs> and that's the thing is that, like, I totally agree with that. But at the same time, I know that when Tyler and I have kids, like, I'm going to be that <laughs> person. Be that person. <laughs> Even though, like, I'm living proof that, like, I really don't remember any of those times. <laughs> and I only remember. Do you have to pay for babies and strollers? Um, it's so Under children two. up to up to three um, get in for free. Okay. So, that's I a, mean, they don't check your ID. That's way more reasonable than I would expect the corporation of Disneyland to be. If they made you pay for kids who can't remember, it'd be like, that's not fair. Come on. Mm-hmm. The kid won't remember this. Today, little Johnny is two. But mom, I'm six. You're two. Shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get in the stroller. Stop talking. Yeah. So I think that's my justification for doing it because, well, they don't cost anything anyways. Yeah. So, so what what are some of your earliest memories that you did form of the of going to the park and stuff? Um. So like I said, I think out of all of them, I feel like if I were to have any memory, it would be that particular one when we went as a family. Um, but I do know like one vague memory that I have was, you know, during the 90s, one of the... Um, biggest, if not, I mean, for the longest time, it was the highest grossing Disney film, animated film of all time, and it was The Lion King. Mm. And during that time, they had an actual, um, I think it was called like the Festival of the Lion King Parade, or I don't know exactly the terminology for it, but it was the Lion King Parade, essentially. And I think I vaguely remember being on my dad's shoulders watching, watching the, the parade, because I remember um, they had... Sim like Simba grown Simba like on Pride Rock was one of the floats and he like would like blink his eyes and like growl and <laughs> stuff and it was super cool to like see as a kid um, and all the dancers were dressed up as different like animals and you know hearing the iconic music like that I th- I think that one is like one of the only memories I have that and I also remember going on a the snow white scary adventures and literally screaming my head off when um (laughs) the evil queen turns around and she becomes the evil witch Uh. like that is a memory that i will say (laughs) i remember because i was so terrified here i am thinking we're gonna you know go on snow white's ride she's gonna be dancing with the seven dwarfs and you know all fun and then i just remember being terrified and crying and screaming for the rest of the ride you 
I hope this doesn't upset you. You were kind of a scared child. Like, oh yeah, there's there no denying that. that. <laughs> like, I remember whenever you lost a tooth, you were like, "I'm terrified of the tooth fairy, but I also want my money." So I would put your teeth under my pillow. Oh my gosh, I remember that. And you would like tape a sign to the door to your bedroom door that said, "Tooth fairy, do not enter." I know. Was, yeah. Was cool with it. Yeah. I remember being afraid of the tooth fairy. I remember being afraid of the Easter Bunny, yes. Santa Claus, like. Any of any, that you didn't stuff. like anything like entering your area. Well, yeah. you, you didn't like strangers coming into your house while you're sleeping. Like I think that's <laughs> yeah. normal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I definitely remember doing that to you. Or like I remember, mm-hmm. yeah, I would be like the tooth fairy, and I would tell mom, I'd be like, "Mom, I lost my tooth. Like, can you make sure she doesn't come in my like room?" And my mom's like, "Sure, yeah. you know, like you know that that's no problem. That's no problem. I can do that." <laughs> um. So I think. Those are the two memories that stick out in terms of Disney. But again, I think they're, you know, at least right now during this time, I feel like there's been a huge resurgence in kind of like vintage Disney, you know, Mm -hmm. 80s and 90s nostalgia. And Mm. so because that was kind of when we grew up as kids, you know, going through that, it would be so amazing to just go back in time and, you know, either witness myself or like our family, like what a day at Disney would look like, mm-hmm. you know, what we would ride, you know, how how that experience would be. Um, or like even I would go as far as to say I feel like I'd want to somehow like take form of my like inner child self and like mm-hmm. be inside and just like be able to like experience or feel see like what are my thoughts like what am I thinking about this like you know how do I feel about this and being able to like maintain those like memories of every little detail that I did because you know now you know as an adult who is a super like Disney fan like you know I've made memories that I do remember but Mm -hmm. you know there's something about being a child and that innocence that comes with being a child and things being so magical and not knowing how how did they do that? Or like, oh my gosh, that's really Sleeping Beauty. Like, you know, that type of like innocence that I feel like we take for granted when we're kids and then once we're adults, you know, things right. aren't as magical. Not to say that, you know, it's not as magical for me. I mean, obviously I know how things operate. I actually, um, back a few years ago, I was actually a Disney cast member um, and I had the you know I had the pleasure of being a cast member for six months it was one of the like most rewarding jobs being a Disney fan and being able to see how they actually do things backstage uh it made gave me a deeper appreciation for how the parks run um but also like you know I got to see the facade you know and how you know things may not always be as it appears but they do a really good job putting on a show yeah so I think for me like I just wanting to experience that as a kid and also just like things that aren't there anymore in the parks that we did get to experience. What's not there anymore? So the first thing that comes to mind, which I don't think we actually wrote it because I think we were too small and it was too thrilling, but I always hear about people talking about rocket rods that was in Tomorrowland. So basically... Um, before, never heard of that before. Yeah, so was, I don't. Have you that guys that car that was on that high track? Yeah. So, okay, yeah, have you guys heard that. of the that People Mover? Fell and died off. Was that the one? No, 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 no. So, <laughs> have you guys heard of the People Mover? No. I mean, I have because I've heard you talk. So okay, so back like in the heyday of, I mean, I want to say quote unquote heyday of Disney. 
Um, there was a people mover ride. They actually have still have the people mover at Walt Disney World, but at Disneyland they had one where yeah, the track was like above where everyone would like walk, and it would basically go through different show buildings in Tomorrowland and it just talked about it's similar to like the monorail where it would talk about like the different things in Tomorrowland. Kind of like an interactive ski lift. But you're but in it was on a car and it was yeah. like on a, like a moving like car and it, it went, went like pretty no it went pretty well the people mover went pretty like slow I think it went like rocket rods went fast well yeah I, I loved rocket rods. You remember riding them? I Oh yeah I rode it a couple times and I was really upset it got it got shut down yeah so basically rods. what happened was um i'm so I, sorry to, what movie is the rocket rod from like what disney like uh so i don't believe it's from anything oh, so, just, so, there's, there's some rides that are just rides yeah i okay. was gonna i'm gonna explain <laughs> it here for you i don't know about rides. so <laughs> basically um i think yeah i think that people mover went like f- five miles an hour or something like that and it was pretty slow and then at one point um in the 80s when Tron came out, they added like a Tron overlay. So it was still the people remover, but in the parts where you were like enclosed in a building and was dark, they added like projections of like you were going and speeding. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Tron, mm-hmm. but like you're in those little like cars. Yeah. Um, and then I believe this was around the time that I want to say it was Michael Eisner who became like the head of like the Walt Disney Company. And um, a lot of people who know, like, Disney history and Disney, you know, that type of, like, upper management type of thing, um, for him, it was really important to add more, like, thrill attractions. He wanted to cater more towards, like, the teenagers. Mm. Um, It was a little, little, like, little kitty before that? Yeah, well, I mean, because Walt Disney was very adamant about having an... um, a theme park to basically where kids and their parents can enjoy together. Mm. But he saw that he wanted to kind of cater the people in between. And so what they did was they, I want to say the people mover, um, it was, it came about in like the sixties and then like, uh, right before, like basically us, like our time. Well, it was like early nineties, I think is when it closed. Mm -hmm. So before we would have really had a chance to write it, um, and this is just, I don't know exact dates, so don't come at me if I'm wrong. Um, but basically they decided to create the rocket rods and it was this like car that had, I want to say it was like five seats or something like that. And it was a cool, they made it like all look, look, um, futuristic and stuff. And they were basically, you know, they didn't want to have to spend more money than they had to so what they did was they took the people mover out which people were already really upset about because it was just a classic um and to this day people were like bring back the people mover (laughs) um they added this attraction that was supposed to be like a high thrill attraction um and you're supposed to like zoom the different banks and use basically the same track layout just going faster and making it more like thrill it was in like a like a race car kind Kind of of, yeah kind of more like a futuristic race car kind of deal um but the problem was is that the people mover track basically was not designed for a high thrill high speed high speed ride Mm -hmm. and so when they ended up putting it in and they started doing it it had a lot of problems and it would break down a lot and um 
basically when you would go to turns instead of speeding up it would have to slow down mm. because it again the track was not built for a high speed ride right. so um you know for instance tyler remembers as a kid writing it but i don't think we ever wrote no, it we never wrote it but i do remember seeing it because there was that one part of the track that was elevated that like you could see if you were in line for star tours yeah it was at the very like entrance and i remember i i do remember seeing it and it being very loud but i also remember seeing people stopped at that spot a lot <laughs> yeah so um yeah like i said i don't think we wrote it but i do remember seeing it and always seeing it like shut down or like having problems and i honestly think the ride only lasted like two years and then they basically scrapped it scrapped it because it was having that many problems it was always closed down like you know and it there was always such a long line for it and i don't know tyler if you want to talk about your experience with the rocker rods just because i we didn't actually write it but yeah i just i i as you've talked about rocket rods throughout like us being together, I realized how lucky I was to get to ride it because apparently it was only there for five minutes. (laughs) Um, But no, I I do remember it being broken down a lot. So my, my dad loved going to Disneyland when we were growing up and we had annual passes. Um, And usually when you would go, they would have like a listing of what is currently um, uh, down for the day and broken Um, rocket rods more often than not was on that list. Yeah. And I remember going on it once and it just felt it felt very like sci-fi almost like very futuristic because it's in like Tomorrowland but like you went through and you could like look down kind of if you if you know like Haunted Mansion where when you're going through you can look down into like the ballroom area uh, I felt there was a, a thing like that in Rocket Rods but it was more like sciency and like mm-hmm. like building things and stuff it, and it might was have cool been it might have been because the old track so you the way that it was designed, um, you would go through the different show buildings of some of the attractions and the and the um, gift shops. So it might have been that you, oh, you were went down. in and you saw like them queuing for Space Mountain and stuff like that. It, you yeah. can actually on YouTube there there's people who have recorded or put up their old recording of riding the rocket rods. So I encourage you all to do that because it's interesting. Actually, what I would do is I would watch um, the ride through of the people mover versus the rocker rods and then you'll be like oh yeah i can see how this did not did work, not work. <laughs> did you as a person who experienced it like multiple times did you sense any of that like slowness or did it feel like no this ride goes how it's supposed to go no, I, as a kid it it i think it was it felt like the fastest ride at disneyland yeah. and it that's all i remember was it was right. super fast and it was definitely a thrill ride and yeah, I, w- I just I remember when that got taken away. I think that was my first realization that Disney isn't forever. Like, well, like, like it, it, it can change. Yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't realize that. And, and that seems so trivial now with they just opened Avengers Campus. They did Star Wars Land. So it's yeah. very clear that Disneyland has gone through many different kind of configurations throughout the decades. And yeah. Jen knows way more about well, that. Well, didn't Walt himself like constantly change a lot of stuff yeah so so basically um actually one of the things that walt disney is is known for saying is that you know he understands that you know with the decades going by like he understood that you know disney is going to be a park that is constantly evolving and understanding that you know sometimes 
you know, depending on the way society goes, they might have to change things in order to cater the like new future and the new kids of today. Mm -hmm. And I think we see that a lot with, you know, for instance, um, recently they added the Star Wars land and, you know, back when Walt Disney was alive, that wasn't, you know, that was before his time. So that wasn't in there, but I know like Star Wars and Marvel has a huge, like, Disney fan base especially after Disney essentially acquired both of those right. um, and so that that's a prime example of you know understanding that like we need to add this because understanding that there are huge there's a lot of fans for Star Wars and Marvel and you know at the end of the day like I know it's probably more to you know get money but they understand that mm. also that is something that people want and would really benefit from the overall experience of Disney. And so I think that's something that we all need to remember as, you know, as things change at the parks, sometimes we don't necessarily like the change that's going to happen, but it's one of those things where it's inevitable. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, it really is like the original ethos of what it was supposed to be. Exactly. Um, Even with, you know, uh, during quarantine, during COVID last year, they announced that they were going to change Splash Mountain, which is, was um, in, it came about in the seventies and people say that that's also really a cult classic and they're changing it to be essentially princess and the frog overlay um same ride different uh decoration yeah so they're it's going to be like a different theming they're not to my understanding they're not going to change the actual ride layout it's just kind of the theming of it in order you know to be more inclusive with Mm -hmm. today's times and you know there was some people that were really upset about it and some people that were really excited about it and i think regardless of your feelings it's kind of you just have to understand that some of those changes need to be made in order to make everyone enjoy the park even more and to be more inclusive with um, Disney's audience. And, you know, that's just one of those things where it's going to continue to happen. And, you know, even with uh, Fantasmic, they they updated Fantasmic a couple of years ago. Um, And that, for people who don't know that, it was basically um, in Disneyland at night. It's like a water show or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they had... They could use like the pirate ship um, to they use like a pirate ship in one of the scenes to show like Peter Pan and the crew and they're like jumping off the boat and stuff like that. And they changed it to pirates because, um, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, like the movies are more popular and more like in the now time. And I was really upset because I love Peter Pan, but I understand that, you know, for kids that are growing up now, they're probably Pirates of the Caribbean is more recognizable than right. Peter Pan, let's say. So, Do you remember when we were watching Fantasmic and there was the earthquake? Yes. We were watching, this was, um, I don't know, I think I had like just gotten my driver's license. I was in, I was still in high school because I remember you, we had passes mm-hmm. and basically if we wanted to go, you had to drive and I'd be like, sis, come on, let's go. Yeah. Like, like let's just go for a couple hours. It was like a Friday night and I am not, like, if I'm at Disneyland, I'm not watching the parade. I'm not watching Fantasmic. That's not what I go to Disneyland to do. But for whatever reason, that night, I was like, yeah, okay, we'll watch Fantasmic. Like, I agreed. And uh, there was an earthquake in the middle of the show. And and if you've never watched a show at Disneyland, they kind of, like, rope you off so that they can maintain walkways for people going to the rides. 
So you're you're essentially like roped into a pen with other spectators, and it was a pretty mm-hmm. big earthquake. It was, I mean, nothing like broke, but I know we it was were, enough yeah. to really shake you up. I know we were like right next to like a tree or something, yeah. and I think like I legit, I think I remember like grabbing onto the tree because I was like, like or. I think there was like a, a pole that had like a sign that was dangling with like hooks, mm-hmm. and we. I think I well, first swaying. saw it swaying, and then I felt like well because the ground. I remember the sh- we were watching the show, and then all of a sudden they shut all the lights on the sh- like they stopped yeah. the show. And we were like, what happened? And then I don't know if it was like a pre shock, and we felt the second shock, oh. but. I remember that was so scary because it was like I can't get out of here. Yeah, and I think roped in it just with all kept these going. People. Everyone just kept going after it. No, they they un, they came and unhooked everyone. Uh, you know, after uh, you know, once they got got to us, but then obviously everyone's like, we're everyone out. Everyone wanted to leave, and I was like, Jen, yeah. we're out. And so then it's you know, like, like the best time to stay. Probably, but you, like for people who aren't like California natives, Disneyland. For people who aren't California natives, that with like earthquakes people like freak out saved from a southern california earthquake by <laughs> leaving disneyland i know but and going to more southern california <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i remember it like i i'm pretty sure that scene it was again it was the like she the scene with the it was the pirate, pirate ship. ship yeah and i remember they turn off the lights but i could still see Pe- the the actor who played peter pan was still up at the very top and he was like just bent over just like holding oh, on yeah and i was like oh my gosh i feel so bad for the performers because they're like what's going on um so yeah basically mm-hmm. um i think that would just you know again to go as like a child or go every time that we went as kids and to be able to just relive those moments and be able to keep them those memories I right. think would be the best thing for me that I would want to go you know and and relive yeah I guess we had a lot of fun Disney times it's a great one do you think that um do you think that earthquake experience shattered the Disney magic for some kids because I have to imagine like like you were like you were afraid for the actor because I'm at this point you knew like okay this is like this is a theme park. This is whatever. But there's probably some younger kids like, why didn't Peter Pan just fly away? Like, what's oh he doing? <laughs> I mean, you know. I, my experience with Disneyland, I, we went once as, a, as kids and it was packed and it was hot and it sucked ass. And like, <laughs> I hated Disneyland. I still don't oh, like, no. I still don't like Disneyland. Is that why you won't ever come with me? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't like it. Like, I remember one time, uh, and this is early on when we were dating, your dad got us Disneyland tickets for Amanda's for her birthday. She's like, my dad got us tickets to Disneyland. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. And that was such a crowded day. Oh such a crowded day. But so I'm sure kids were like Disneyland. Last time we were there, there was an earthquake, dad. I don't want to go back. I just love it. I'm sure it, it had to have been the case for someone, but I love, <laughs> this is so mean. You know, there's I'm there's so like a, a family there from Virginia. Yeah. The only thing they know about California is Disneyland <laughs> and earthquakes. And oh they're there like, oh, my God. They experienced, <laughs> they experienced everything they knew about California <laughs> in one day. Yeah. <laughs> they <stay> to offer. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot of good, lot of good memories at Disneyland. What would you go back and see from history? Okay. So this is not falling far from the topic so um yeah this is basically all about disney um so you see Walt disney being born <laughs> not quite <laughs> however that would be kind of interesting oh my God. um <laughs> <laughs> so basically for me if i were to go back at any part 
or any time in history. And I've talked about this with my family before, so this should come as no surprise. Um, I want to be able to go back first and foremost to the like first day Disneyland like ever opened. Mm. Um, but to add on to that, um, I would say I'd want to go basically back to every like decade and see the transformation of Disney. So from what it started out to to basically what we have now. Honestly, with everything I just said, I would want to go to the first day. The first day would be fun. See, I've seen I've seen like a pictures of you know people took of their ticket on the first day and whatever the price was you know whatever it would blow your mind like sixty five cents or whatever and like that seems like it would have been cool and also a different experience like you know more low key I feel like Disneyland at the start was more my my speed than now where it's like get your get your running shoes on and whew, let's go yeah so, I think it I and I think that's true depending on like the time period of when you would go to Disney so for when instance did it, when did it open so it opened. July 18th, 1955. Holy moly, anniversary coming up. Yes, exactly. It just, um, you know, yeah, a few years back they celebrated the 60th anniversary and then soon, you know, sooner, uh, sooner will be the 70th anniversary in yeah, a few years. Yeah, the thing years. about Disneyland, they celebrate each anniversary for five years, so it's always an anniversary. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> for Slight <laughs> hyperbole, but basically. Now it's got to get his money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing that is kind of like ironic about me wanting to go see the first day of Disneyland ever opening was um, any of you like fellow Disney, you know, fans who have read about Disneyland is actually the first day that it operated was like complete, like was a complete shit show really? for most people. Most people don't really know that, but. Um, for me, because I like I love learning about Disney history, um, I got to read about it and basically. I give, it, you, I give you a book, even though I don't like Disneyland. I give you that book about. Yeah, you library. did. <laughs> I remember that. Um, so, basically, the first day of Disney, it I believe it it opened on a Sunday, and so it's called it's supposedly called Black Sunday <laughs> because of how like awful it went, and you can see there. I have one actually, um, but they made dvds of the opening day like what they broadcasted on tv so you can see some of the mishaps actually happening on the <laughs> television and so um one of the things was that for instance like they had different reporters like reporting live from Fantasyland or reporting live from like Frontierland, and so you could see a lot of the like little like technical problems so like for instance like they would ask Walt to say something and then be like, oh, my mic's not on. And like they would say it out loud and not like cut it because uh -huh. it was going live. Right. And he'd be like, is this thing on? Or, you know, like <laughs> just like small things like that, that, you know, kind of made it funny. Yes, it's odd. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. And then so, you know, they basically they spent I think they spent only it only took a year for them to build disneyland wow. so wow. technically there were certain parts of disneyland that was not finished when they opened but right. they opened it anyways um and one of the things was like the few days before they they were finally laying down like the asphalt and the pavement for disney and so it didn't dry properly what? so i heard people were their shoes were getting stuck oh to like God. the ground so Holy. he had to give out like moccasins from Frontierland <laughs> for like guests to wear because oh it wasn't gosh. settled properly they're walking around in the mickey mouse slippers <laughs> <laughs> so Minnie, like that Minnie was that was like one of the big things that happened that i read about um also how do you fuck up concrete honestly 
If you were building for a year, what were you building? <laughs> like, what were they doing? If not concrete. Not that they weren't building the ground. They did that last. <laughs> also, um, apparently it was really hot that day. Like, one of the, like, hottest days of the year just so happened to be that Jeez. day. Um, another thing that people don't realize is, you know, somehow this, and they weren't expecting this day to be, like, super packed because I think the first and I might be wrong on this, but I, th- I want to say that the first couple of days, um, I think it was mainly for like friends and family or like people who you knew. had to have a, no, you had, I think you had to have like an actual ticket. I don't know that you could have actually purchased a ticket. Like I said, I could be wrong. I'm, my memory is a little bit fuzzy. I know, I believe the day before it, that might've been one of the days and the 18th might've been like the public day. Mm. Um, but Anyways, that doesn't really matter. The point is, is that um, somehow someone got a hold of one of the tickets and made copies of them. <laughs> so, and they, always, at that point, someone. at that point, they didn't really think about, like, that ever happening. Because I think because of everything that was going on, how, like, that's the la- least of someone's concern. How easy was it to come across a Xerox machine back then? I mean, I don't, and I don't know no, how. No, it's hand. They were copying by hand. <laughs> I, I don't know how good these copies were, but supposedly someone made a bunch of copies of the tickets and just were, were like enough. handing them out to everyone. Or was it James Pixar? What? <laughs> was it Jimmy DreamWorks? <laughs> Who it was, was Shrek? Shrek. So, so like there was. Long story short, there was basically much more people. Like, and there was many more. There was. They were like, we did not give out this many tickets. Yeah, yeah, they there was way more many people that were there than they anticipated. Right. And so, and I think because most of the employees that they had hired were just like teenage kids. I mean, how are they? They're going to be like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, like whatever. First day, I you have know? no idea what's going on. Um, and so that was a huge deal. Um, fun fact, the very first ticket that was ever sold was to actually uh, Walt Disney's brother. Oh. Um, What's his name? Roy e. Disney. Mm-hmm. So he had, he basically was the first customer. He didn't give his brother a comp ticket. Hell no! This is a business. I mean, Roy, <laughs> Roy was kind of a shithead, if I remember correctly. So yeah, he probably charged him double. Knowing everything I know about Disney and like, cause because I, cause I lo- I grew up Disney movies. I love that, but the Disney artifact, the Disney park, I don't, I don't, uh, I understand it. I don't feel it in me, but. But I know that people were crazy for it. So I'm just sitting here thinking, like, if someone had saved cement shoes from the first day, that would, those would go for so much oh money. Like, this is original Disney cement. Uh, <laughs> like, first day, man. First day on these loafers. Like, they would, they would be in a museum, right? Like, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't really. I mean, yeah. Who knows how that, that went. But, um, and then, yeah. So he was, I guess he was the first, like, person to purchase a ticket. And then. Again, most people know that they they took a picture and like in the newspaper there was like two kids that were like the first actual people to go through the turnstiles. So they actually have believe those two have like a lifetime pass to Disney wow. because they were the first like two kids. They're still alive. That's pretty cool. Um yeah, they actually are actually. Um It's so crazy to be alive and be part of history. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I think they cool. interviewed them for the 60th anniversary or they did something cuz that's I remember watching something. They're like, yeah, we were like the first kids to yeah. go in. And yeah, and you see a lot of really cool like pictures of of like the kids running to like the castle or um, so. When, I'm sorry to interrupt you. When it first opened, was it 
uh, was roller coaster technology? Was there anything like kind of electronic, or was it mostly shows? Um, so it was mostly. Uh, I wouldn't don't want to say shows, but a lot of the things that, um, Disney that Walt Disney wanted to have again was things that both the kid and the parent could experience. So I know, the train station was there. Walt was a huge lover of trains mm-hmm. so he wanted to have that train station that went around the park um m- not all but most of the fantasy land rides were there so but they they looked different you know obviously it's a little bit different than what it yeah. was but like they had for instance i'm pretty sure they had like snow white and they had like peter pan like all those like small little mm-hmm. rides um people they, like dressed up as characters and stuff yeah they had characters um, roaming around, um, that I mean, granted the yeah. If you look at old pictures, those things, oh are yeah, scary. they're really scary. I, I want to see them now. I'm so excited. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> really scary. Like like, like I like they don't even look anything like them. They're so scary. But I mean, if you look at old Halloween costumes too, like I, I, who would have thought mask technology would advance so much? Oh, exactly, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's stuff was scary. Yeah. Yeah, Tally's gonna look up a picture right now. We're looking at a picture of a like an old school Mickey and Minnie Mouse, and yeah, these mouses, the the eyes look demonic. Yeah, holy moly! And so like, and they only wore. I think at the the first day they only wore like a head, so it was the rest of their it's body like, was just like clothes. So they had like a human body head. and then like a huge head. Yeah, the it's like a they're in like like spandex like yes. so it, the proportions are weird. You know what's funny about this picture? The kids look like they're having a great time. The person who looks scared is the dad. <laughs> <laughs> the dad's looking right into Minnie's eyes and being like crazy because, mouse. Because you look at like Mickey and Minnie like now and they they look inviting. They yeah, look nice. So happy. But so you don't think about who's under there, yeah. but yeah. you immediately attribute the wonkiness of the like Disney character. Who is in a mask hugging my children yeah, right now? Who's that? Uh, who's that old like convict? Who they You're like, have? Mom, can we have Mickey and Minnie Mouse? She's like, we have Mickey and Minnie Mouse at home. <laughs> You're like, no, not like this. Um, and also back then, um, a lot of m- most of the characters that they had out, like a lot of them, you don't really see out now. Because they were movies that were popular back then. Right. Um, and also, I feel like all the characters, regardless if they were like princesses or something, were basically around like all parts of the park. Now, when you go to Disney, they try to keep... keep I mean, it relevant to where you Yeah, are. they try to keep mm. it relevant. So, like, I mean, there's some exceptions. But, for instance, like, let's say, like, the country bears, like you're going to see them in, like, Critter Country. You wouldn't necessarily see them in, like, Fantasyland, if that right. makes sense. That's so funny. Um, another huge thing that happened was, um, I don't know, I want to say they maybe either had plumbing issues or there was, like, it, or it was, like, a money thing. I can't, I can't remember specifically what the details are, but they said basically... Or maybe they forgot to pay, like, the water bill. I don't know. Some some weird thing like that. But basically, there was... um, They gave Walt Disney an ultimatum. Basically, either have, like, running toilets or running water. Like, they couldn't have both for whatever reason. It was something something weird like that. Um, Again, like, I read my book, like, a long time ago, so I don't remember. All right, Jen, what would you you pick? I mean, obviously, you have to have bathrooms. 
So and just poopy hands. Well, that's the thing. If you don't have running water, can you wash your hands? I, I no, you can't. I'm gonna wager a guess as to why it was, because Anaheim used to be like a lot of like farm and like fruit groves and orchards. I bet they didn't want them using all the water that was available that would otherwise be going to the farming. And California's a well, but and California's. A I desert. don't see. I don't know how long that was a problem for. Like, so that's I don't crazy. know. But maybe until they figured out how to like allocate their resources i mean that might have been i have to i'd have to do more research i probably should have done way more research before i did the (laughs) podcast but i mean it's fine you can if you are more interested you can do some research yourself (laughs) and then let us know um but yeah so he obviously was like well obviously we need to have people to be able to use the bathrooms Mm -hmm. um and also i guess they ran out of like food and what like food and drinks because again they didn't anticipate that many people yeah coming and so like if you look up like all the old like newspapers that were um that came out that were about disney around that time like all the newspapers say like you know a very ambitious project like not not a great like first day or (laughs) first day of the the theme park but again like look at how far we've come from that first day like disney other theme parks look up to disney on how to run their their theme parks essentially and like disney has basically come to be the epitome of customer service um making magic like i feel like disneyland is the most popular theme park in the world and we've definitely seen that in recent years of like like hiked up prices now they you know as we speak there's not an annual pass system and we know that they've wanted to take that away from years for years now because of you know the crowd level and not being able to make as much money as they as you know they realistically can and so it's just amazing to see how, how the evolution of the disney parks and even just going back to looking at each decade so for instance like you Buster, you mentioned about you know was there any like roller coasters yeah. um and actually the first I want to say like the first thrill ride that Disneyland um had was actually the Matterhorn and um, not a lot of people know this, but it actually was built in 1959. That's the so, one in the log where you get splashed? No, no, no. That's Splash Mountain. Mm. The, the Matterhorn the mountain. is like the mountain that's in between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. The, the, the one that's based on a real Matterhorn? Yeah, it's yeah, it's based on the actual uh, Walt Disney. He went to... I keep calling him Walt Disney. I should just call him Walt. Um, Walt went to... Uncle Walt. Yeah, Uncle Walt. Um, from when he went to trips, he he saw like the Matterhorn, and he was like, "Oh, I want to make, I want to build that and have it at my park," because he was just so like fascinated by it. So, um, it was actually the first steel roller coaster ever to be built. Wow. Um, so it has, you know, yeah, so it has like groundbreaking technology of its time, essentially. I mean, now if you go on it, it's all rickety and bumpy <laughs> and, you know, they, they, anybody who, uh, doesn't want to have to go see a chiropractor afterwards, don't go on the ride. Yeah. That That's the ride that everyone goes on when they're like in a group with someone they like and they're like trying to feel it. Well, that was, that's, that's what that. they, that's how it used to be, but they changed the, they really? yeah, they changed the, um, the actual like thing you ride on the bobsled uh-huh. so now 
you have your own bobsled. But it used to be where it was two people to a bobsled. And, and you would you're sit basically on, sitting in someone's lap. <laughs> you would sit on top of someone. <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody who was trying to make a move on someone, yeah, that was the ride to go on. But you want to go on the Matterhorn? <laughs> Four times? Yeah. So I would say that that was probably like the first like exciting thrill the fast pass for the Matterhorn? <laughs> yeah, Why do you keep wanting to go on the Matterhorn? Can you take your phone out of your pocket? <laughs> so... <laughs> And for, I just want to say, on for the record, I think the most important part of this wanting to go to the first day, back to the first day that Disney opened and all the decades from that, um, I would obviously want to meet Disney himself, Walt Disney himself. Um, I I feel like that's probably the most important part out of this whole (laughs) entire thing that I should probably mention. Um, what would you tell him, like, if you had limited time, or like? I mean, it would be. Would you just kind of want him to like hear his voice, or like? It would be well, because during that time, it was very common for Dis- for Walt to uh, like walk around the park and see how things are operating, ask us how they're enjoying themselves, ask cast how members the how they're I working. I can't wash my hands. <laughs> I got poopy hands. <laughs> um. So, well, from during the time that he was alive, he would walk around and do that and so he's um, probably still there i mean there's got to be walt ghost theories well i mean he yeah yeah, he has a he has (laughs) that's the main theory is frozen under under the castle what it's (laughs) i don't think that's confirmed no it's uh that is a urban legend but there is there's a right on main street there's like one of the one of the buildings on the side had an apartment in it yeah so the fire station upstairs they built an apartment for walt and his family um to enjoy and so it's still there and they leave basically ever since walt walt passed away um they have like a little light in the window and they keep it on just as a like remembrance that like walt is always here and he's always watching the park and you know he's he's here with us but wasn't there a story that like someone turned the light off like a like a what? a maintenance worker someone turned the light off and then jimmy it, dreamworks i mean <laughs> shrek turned off the light jiminy cricket turned it back on i mean obviously they i'm assuming people go in there to like dust and stuff like right. that and you know obviously the light bulb's change gonna bulb, die yeah. and then they have to change the bulb and stuff like that but i don't i mean i'm sure that's happened but it's not any it's not like i mean you know mm-hmm. so um i think yeah i'd want to like meet him um Hello, hopefully like i could somehow i'd want to meet him on a day where it's maybe not busy and like actually have a conversation with him get his autograph like talk to him and just like show my appreciation for you know what he's done and i know if I were to go back at that time, like obviously he's not going to know how big of a deal Disney is, but just to experience that and like see him walking around the parks, like it's just, it's so crazy to me. And you know, any Disney, any super Disney fan would understand that kind of, you know, that feeling of like, Oh my gosh, like meeting the person who, who like is basically the reason why we have this today. And it's, you know, Disney's like, one of the most renowned names you know in yeah. society and so i think it would just be very bittersweet and it would just be it would be amazing i know um we back in 2019 tyler and i we went to san francisco and they have the walt disney family museum there which weird that it's in san francisco 
Is he from it? Um, so I know it was run by his daughter, I believe. And so I don't know if I, I'm not sure That's if his daughter, I don't, yeah, she, her daughter, mm. his daughter might've lived there. I'm, I don't know in terms of that, but it was our first time going. And so they, yeah, it showed the, like basically the story of Dis- Disney. They had a bunch of like, uh, you know, old, like animation cells and like they oh, had his cool. o- they had his oscar that he won for the snow white and seven doors there that you could see a bunch of stuff and like what, i just was so amazed what was the because they obviously didn't have a best animated film category i'm assuming so what was the category he won the oscar for? it's okay if you don't know uh, no i think it uh tyler i think it uh yeah just look it up just to be safe I don't know specifically um, what the looks like. Um, best original score. Mm. Oh no, that was Silly Symphony. No, I no. don't think it was. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was for like the movie. Like it was an actual. I don't know if it was like for a best animated movie, but it it like was best maybe film. children's movie or something. Mm. Do you think? Um, I think it was an honorary award. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, just I apologize. Like, I misspoke. It was holy shit. You did something really cool. Here's an yeah, Oscar. because it, Snow White was the first animated film. Gotcha. That's right. I really? totally misspoke. So what happened? So that's right. And basically, what happened was Shirley Temple presented oh. the award to Walt Disney, and he like presented 12. a an Oscar, and then seven tiny Oscars to represent Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> So they had they have that on display at the Walt Disney Family Museum, which was like, again, if if you're a Disney fan and you haven't been, I highly suggest making the trip even just to do that because it was amazing. I honestly cried like because I was just so like there was just so much content and they talked about Walt's passing at the end and it just it was so touching and it was so incredible to see these artifacts that you, you know, that were part of Walt Disney's collection and it just any like I said any Disney fan even if you just think it's fascinating I would definitely make the trip up there and to see it I it was just one of the most like incredible museums that I've ever been to in my life and it was it was just amazing um do you think he was a person who had a childlike mind and he was lucky enough to be one of those people that just kind of got to keep that in his mind as he grew older so he wanted to share that with other people or do you think he was desperately trying to recapture like you said earlier the innocence of childhood and that's why he surrounded himself with all this stuff like was he like a a happy dude who liked cartoons and was like yeah let's make this my life or was he like the world is hard. I miss the magic of childhood and I kind of want to recreate it as every chance I get. So from my understanding, um, I think, you know, cause Walt Disney, he started out as wanting to do, be an animator. Like that was his thing. And that's why he moved to LA to start the, um, you know, his like animation company and he wanted to create cartoons and that's how he created like Mickey Mouse and, um, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and that type of stuff so I think he kind of always had like regardless of like any hardships that he had in his life I think you know that like playfulness and was always kind of a part of him you know for mm-hmm. me as as an artist you know I do graphic design but I also do like to draw and like 
cartoons are a lot of fun and there's even just drawing that like kind of there's some playfulness with that and it makes you anybody who likes to draw and is an artist and has imagination it's it's fun to create and so I think that that was kind of always like a part of Walt and you know once he had children um the the story is is that he went to Griffith Park in LA and his kids were on the merry-go-round and he was sitting on that part bunch and was like you know I I want to build this park to share with my family and so we can both enjoy it instead of me just like watching my kids you know have Mm. a good time so he wanted to play too yeah oh yeah for sure like you know his kids were his family his kids were the world to him you know like he he loved his family and but also you know with him being an artist you know that I feel like every artist has that like creativity and imagination within them and that's part of the reason why people you know want to create art is because they have this like ability to not only create that content but also like push the boundaries and kind of you know they have these things in their head that they wanted to just get out and share with the world and so for him I think he just it was bigger than him it was like a gift you know creating the park was like a gift to families exactly exactly I think it was like yeah I think it definitely I it doesn't I don't Walt does not come across to me as someone being like selfish I think he realized that you know if he's experienced this with his kids then like I'm sure that he's probably thinking I'm sure there's other families that are doing the same thing and that there's not really a park that does that and so he wanted to create something different and you know he decided to choose it to do it in Anaheim which at the time was a bunch of orange groves and there wasn't really anything around it so he you know ended up buying the land and you know was like no I'm gonna do this and one of the big things is that like you know a lot of he had a really hard time getting money to build it a lot of people thought he was crazy to do this and that it was not going to be successful because at the time it was kind of in the middle of nowhere (laughs) yeah 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 it was in it was yeah like I said it was just a in the middle of a bunch of orange groves and um he had to like tear down everything and he just had all of this like in his head and he was trying to express like this whole idea and you know I think even for his like brother who um his brother Roy Roy. was kind of (laughs) his his brother Roy was kind of um more on the like accounting side like you know so he was always trying to reel him back being like that's not feasible or that's too expensive and he's like no but I have all these ideas and this needs to be here and like so Roy the accountant Roy the accountant couldn't budget in a free ticket for himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's you shouldn't get free stuff as an accountant. You're like this. I'm 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 in charge of the health of the finances. To be fair, tickets were only a dollar when yeah. they opened. That's, I mean, obviously it's different money at that time, but can you gotta, imagine I, it was only a dollar? That's gotta be. A, that, even today, that's only like that's gotta be like twenty bucks, right, or whatever. Like in today's time, inflation, it's Tyler, not whatever Tyler, it is. It's not can what you it check, a- Can you check inflation rates? What it actually <laughs> is? Well, how much is it for one day right now? So well, right now they're doing it based on the day. So like if you do go on a weekend, it's more expensive than a weekday. But so more than one fifty. I think it. Was, I think it was like one fifty when Tyler and I went in uh, May. So but, so one fifty nowadays. But it was like on a Tuesday or something. And it was one dollar in nineteen fifty five when it opened. Yeah. 
So if you were to spend a dollar in 1955, today that would be worth $10.04. Oh my God. So but what I get from that is Disney's ripping us off because <laughs> I paid a lot more than $10 to go into Disneyland. <laughs> but if it cost $10 to go to Disneyland, it'd be amazing. To be fair... Wasn't it more like a carnival where you had to buy tickets to do stuff? Yeah, so, so oh, to, to be fair, Disney was operated much differently than it was back then. So back then, uh, you would pay to get in and you would get a ticket book. Oh, and so like all the, guys the, at lunch. the track. <laughs> <laughs> so the attractions that were there, depending on how like much of a thrill it was, would determine what ticket was you would get like a book and it would be tickets a through e E. i think yeah um and then so for instance if you wanted to ride like the omnibus that was like an a ticket because you would just basically ride from like main street to Fantasyland. it was just basically riding like a double decker bus versus like let's say if you wanted to ride like the matterhorn during like its prime when it first like got open that was going to be one of like either d or e because it was more exciting and popular and so even talking to my dad and my mom because they went you know when ticket books were still a thing and like i remember my dad talking about how when he went with his family they had to all agree on like okay which ride are we gonna go on like you didn't (laughs) get to just go on every single ride or whatever ride you wanted to go on once you got in you had to choose which rides you wanted you to, to go like on negotiate do we want to go on the haunted mansion or do we want to go on the teacups yeah <laughs> what's so it gonna be definitely and, teacups and also like i said uh, when it first opened there wasn't as many like thrill rides a lot of them were like mu- more like museum type rides so like for instance in tomorrowland they had uh the monsanto hall of chemistry um, that used to be where Star Tours was. So that was more of like you got to go in and see all the like technological advances with like chemistry and Monsanto existed back then. Yeah, that was the sponsor. So for oh those of you God. who don't know, that's the company that does all the gemet- genetically modified yeah, uh, uh, food. food. Yeah, so which to, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about people being against GMOs because we have been. Genetically modifying food for as long as humans have existed, but that's story for another podcast. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So also back back in that time, um, most in order to have things running again, like I said, that it was a lot of money to run a theme park, and he struggled with finding you know people to sponsor or not sponsor but to like give him money to build it so what he did was a lot of the attractions that were there and also the gift shops there would be sponsorships that he would do with companies so for instance yeah monsanto did the hall of chemistry and also they did at one point they had uh it was i forgot what their ride was called it was like journey through inner space i think that's what it was called or um where you like shrunk to the size of an atom <laughs> um and you learned how kind of that works and it uh so that was also sponsored by them you know they had the wizard of bras which was they had an actual bra store wizard on, of like brassiers yeah so the shops on main street like they people would would rent them out like other companies, Ooh. so they had an actual bra shop where you could buy bras. It's the the Wizard of Oz isn't Disney though. 
Wizard of Bras. I know, but if the pun is on the Wizard of Oz, I don't know. They, they got away they, with yeah, it they, somehow. They, back then, you know, those it was you could pun however you wanted. Why, Nowadays, the why pun is laws. Disney letting the competitor into his home turf? God damn it, Jimmy DreamWorks! Get can your you ass out of here. Can you imagine Jimmy DreamWorks being like a, hot dog? a nine-year-old kid? You're so stoked to be at Disneyland, and your mom's like, "Hold on, Jimmy, I gotta go get measured for my new bra." And then, like, having to walk around with your mom all day with a bag that says Wizard of Bras. You're like, dude, why do we have to wait? You're like, my mom's getting fitted. Just calm down. <laughs> well, they also had, like, to- a tobacco store, too. Well, everyone That's smoked. But everyone smoked back then. So it was, you and know, that was. Now, if you're a smoker at Disneyland, they, like, shun well, you. Now there's no smoking at all no at Disney. It all. used to be they had designated smoking areas, but now you can't smoke. That's rough. Go- Goofy comes out and breaks your kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they had like the Sunkist store. They had the um Yeah, they had a so bunch what of different is, This seems stores. unfathomable to me today, but I was looking up info about like the water thing that we talked about okay. earlier. Yes, I want to hear and that. we call that poopy hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the poopy hand segment. Um but it says there's plenty of water fountains on site. Many of them were not working because of a plumber strike during construction. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was a plumber strike. And there was yeah. there's a quote. Um, uh, Dick Nunes, who is chairman of Walt Disney Attractions, he said there was a plumbing strike. I'll never forget this. I happened to be in the meeting. So the contractor was telling Walt, Walt, there aren't enough hours in the day to finish the restrooms and to finish all the drinking fountains. And this is classic Walt. He said... Well, you know, they can drink Coke and Pepsi, but they can't pee in the streets. Finish yeah. the bathrooms. So <laughs> not Classic only is that hilarious, world. but Coke and Pepsi at the same place. Like that seems yeah. like unheard of. Today. There were no rules back in the 50s is what we're finding. Out. <laughs> That's what it was. It was a plumber strike. Yeah, that sounds that sounds more accurate. Yeah, he was I like, which, which option will encourage people to purchase? I, I can't believe I didn't know that. I mean. I was a plumber in the 50s, so I should have <laughs> remembered. What? <laughs> so, yeah, it, crazy, so crazy times. What? Uh, you can, I, I love how I'm going to change the rules of the podcast, but you can only <laughs> go back to one decade. What do you think is like the golden decade of Disney? Um, The decade of Disney. Yeah. That's a good question because, like I said, um, it would the you know obviously the first day of Disneyland opening being would be iconic. At the same time, though, there was still not a lot of stuff stuff to do in and in today decade, in today's standards. And the first decade is only five years, so you only get half a decade. Yeah. So honestly, pro I would probably then just choose the sixties, maybe just because like Disneyland is still relatively new but yet they've had more time to be able to add like more Figure things stuff out also make sure the concrete's dry also um <laughs> Walt died in the 60s he he passed away in uh, i believe 66 so i obviously I'd want to go while like Walt was still like alive yeah. so um i would say like the 60s if i had to choose um besides like the actual like opening day would mm-hmm. probably be even though like i think again i think it'd still be amazing to be able to like experience it in the 70s and the 80s and then you know we were like fortunate enough to start experiencing it from the 90s and onward so yeah man that's pretty cool yeah yeah a lot of stuff i i encourage anyone who wants to do any more like disney research i know like um there's 
you know, obviously plenty of more things that I did not mention. Also, I there's probably a lot of like small details that I've left out or that are a little bit fuzzy just because there's just so much content. Definitely like look up and um, read books. It's very interesting. And um, they've made a bunch of different like Walt Disney uh, documentaries, documentaries and, stuff. and stuff like that. Also, like I said, um, on YouTube, you can watch uh, like ride throughs of old attractions that aren't there anymore. Mm. Also, I would encourage um, anyone to look up, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, the broadcast that they did on live television of the opening day and seeing kind of all the mishaps, that little tiny mishaps that you can see, but also just kind of see how crazy and busy it was and everyone enjoying the park for the first day. So Mm -hmm. um, definitely encourage you to look at that. Dang, that's awesome. Kind of yeah. makes me want to go to Disneyland. Honestly, yeah, me too. You know how I feel. Uh, yeah, that's a that's. Let me know. That's a big deal. <laughs> if you guys are ever down, I'll be your tour guide. Maybe when it's not 110 <laughs> degrees. That's true. Fair <laughs> enough. Let's go right. Let's uh, figure out when the next earthquake is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, Jen, thanks so much for sharing. Yeah. It was a fun trip down memory lane. Thanks for having me. I, yeah, I love talking about my love for Disney. And finally, if anybody... Uh, you know, ask me to do it, like, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Again Again, and we hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're having a good one. Yeah. Bye. Bye.